All right, so today, it's a pleasure being here once again. As I look forward in discussing the, the 11th God-ordained foundation of civilization. And that will be talking about man's responsibility to praise and honor his creator in accordance with the ordinance of praise and worship, which was given to King David by God. Now, all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible. And uh, as I always state, every Monday I will be live. And uh, for persons to spend time reading the word on a daily basis, it helps in strengthening you as a person individually and in times of distress or affliction, persons can always return to scriptures in the Bible to give you that level of comfort, knowing that you are not the only person that's experiencing these afflictions or distress. So as I start, you would recall that... King David was born under the dispensation of the law. He, nevertheless, operated under the order of Melchizedek in his giving and in the area of praise and worship. So while this might sound very strange to some, and others might even dare to challenge it, my articulated position can be easily proven once one listens and read what will be shared here today in reference to scriptures. Now, remember that the effort, being a vital piece of the Levitical high priestly attire, was worn by David, who was from the tribe of Judah, and remembering also that the tribe of Levi was the only tribe from which Moses was instructed by God to make priests, one must understand that if King David legitimately wore the effort, he could only have done so under the order of Melchizedek, which does not discriminate with respect to nationality, tribal peculiarity, nor one's gender, for that matter. So in Psalm 110 verse 4, we know that God himself revealed this fact to David, that he had ordained Jesus the Christ, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. So because we are aware of the facts, and it is consistent with the Melchizedek's order non-discriminatory principle, David legitimately wore the high priestly effort, as we all read in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 7, and First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 27, and we received the answer for which we petitioned the Lord, for which he petitioned the Lord, sorry. Now, in addition to that statement, we know that even before Jesus came to earth, God forsook the Mosaic tabernacle, which was in Shiloh, and established instead the Davidic tabernacle in Mount Zion. So this fact can be verified by one reading Psalm 78, which is one of Asaph's Psalms. 
Now, this explanation should suffice to convince all true sons and daughters of God that this is in fact so. So accordingly, the psalmist psalm in Psalm chapter 78 retraced the history of Israel in the wilderness in which he highlighted their unbelief and rebellion against God. He underscored the fact that notwithstanding the unbelief and rebellion of the Israelites against God, he, nevertheless, for the sake of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, kept mercy for their unbelieving descendants for some 40 years in the wilderness. Said the psalmist, notwithstanding the fact that he judged them for their sins, they persisted in sinning yet more and more. So you could read verses 28 to 34 as confirmation. And even when they remember that God was their rock, their best prayers were nothing but flattery. So for confirmation, read verses 35 to 37. So moreover, spake Asaph, they forgot all that the Lord had done for them in Egypt and in the Red Sea and tempted God more and more. To the point where heathen customs of the worshipping of graven images were practiced by them. And that can be confirmed in Psalm chapter 78 verse 58. Now following this wicked departure from his ways and their espousal of gross heathen customs, God's wrath was greatly kindled against his people. Therefore he forsook the tabernacle of witness which was at Shiloh and allowed the Philistines to take the Ark of the Covenant. He allowed their enemies to slay their priests and their young men, and their maidens were not given in marriage. So as a consequence of what we just mentioned there, in the state of affairs, God awoke, as it were, out of sleep and destroyed Israel's enemies. He abandoned Shiloh and refused the tribe of Joseph and Ephraim, but moved to Mount Zion instead and chose David to lead his people Israel. So that is in Psalm chapter 78, verses 65 to 72. So brethren, even during the dispensation in which the law held the sway, God introduced the Davidic tabernacle mode of praise and worship which had instrumental accompaniments and even dancing as vital features of praise. Now, in confirmation of my statement, I quote the following as proof, and it is taken from Ezra chapter 3, verses 10 to 11, which states, And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priest in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with symbols to praise the Lord after or according to the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. So that was read from Ezra chapter 3, verses 10 to 11. Now, for persons who read his or her Bible 
regularly would doubtless recall this fact that all the kings of judah who praised god according to the ordinance of praise which was committed to king david always defeated their enemies in battle undoubtedly brethren proof of this doctrinal fact can be had by reading the following episodes so one outstanding episode in which singing praise to the god of heaven was instrumental in defeating the armies which came against judah is found in second chronicles chapter 20 verses 21 to 24 where jehoshaphat's singing brigade caused god to rout the armies of the heathen and the following excerpt undoubtedly confirms the such so that second chronicle chapter 20 verses 21 to 23 which states and when he had consulted with the people he appointed singers unto the lord and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say praise the lord for his mercy endureth forever and when they began to sing and to praise the lord set ambushments against the children of ammon and moab and mount Seir, which will come against judah and they were smitten for the children of ammon and moab stood up against the inhabitants of mount Seir, utterly utterly to slay and destroy them and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another so that was read from second chronicles chapter 20 verses 21 to 23. So brethren, this 11th God-ordained foundation of civilization was not given for God's people alone, but it was given for humanity also as a whole. And we can read Psalm chapter 67, which states in part the following, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Or let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. Selah. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. So that's Psalm chapter 67, verses 3 to 6. So from Psalm 67, it can be easily seen that there is a clear linkage between the famines brought on by crop failures and the lack of praise to God by the nations of planet Earth. Because of the knowledge that we just gleaned from verses 3 to 6, the battle against global warming brought on by environmental degradation can only be won if the peoples of planet Earth wake up, honor their creator, and give him due glory. Honor and praise for his marvelous creative genius and his bountiful loving kindness towards the children of men undoubtedly the doctrinal sentiments that we that i just mentioned prior is beautifully captured in psalm 107 in which the psalmist intermittently calls upon humanity to praise the lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men
The psalmist continues and lists specific things for which humanity must praise God. And the following things refer, as I'm reading from Psalm 107 verse 9, and then I'll move on to Psalm 107 verse 14. So Psalm 107 verse 9 states, For he satisfied the longing soul, and filled the hungry soul with goodness. Psalm 107 verse 14 states, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. So, in Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So, when in perils at sea, and are at their wit's end, they react accordingly, as I read from Psalm 107, verse 28. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. So, in addition to what I just read from Psalm 107, verse 9, verse 14, verse 20, and verse 28, God ought to be praised for the following goodness that he has shown towards the children of men. For, as I read in Psalm 107, verses 35 to 38, it states, He turned the wilderness into standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he made the hungry to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation, and sow the fields and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. He blessed them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffered not their cattle to decrease. So, in addition to what I just read, he tells us how and even where to praise him. And the following verse refers, is read from Psalm 107 verses 22 to 32. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Let them exhort him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. So to highlight the importance of this 11th God-ordained foundation of civilization, which informs humanity of their responsibility to praise their creator, Psalm 107 ends with the following promise. Namely, Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. So, in addition to all the scriptures read today, especially from Psalm 107, the high point of this 11th God-ordained foundation of civilization is the fact that Jesus Christ himself desires to join his earthly brethren in sacrificing praise to his heavenly Father. And this fact is prophetically captured in the following psalm. Accordingly, that Psalm 22, verse 22, it states, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. So, the information that is shared today, we must never allow our services to become a religious scouting for talent concerts. Instead, we must always conduct our song services with the expectation that Jesus Christ himself wishes to join us, his earthly brethren. 
in lavishing praise to our Creator and Heavenly Father. So this fact is confirmed in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 12, accordingly. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. So that's Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12. So finally, from Psalm chapter 8, verse 2, we learn that praise in the mouth of babes and sucklings will still the enemy and the avenger. While singing praises to God on one's bed is a most effective weapon of warfare against the enemy. And the following verses refer that Psalm 149 verses 5 to 8. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. So that's Psalm 149 verses 5 to 8. Now, as I close this segment today, I don't think that I need to say any more. For this 11th God-ordained foundation of civilization, which catalogs humanity's responsibility to sing praises to its creator, is as beneficial to the creature, even as it is desired by our creator, our Lord and master. And that's the end of my segment today. I will be live again next week, Monday. Please have a safe and productive week. Stay safe. Prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning. I know that's a tune that's always been heard at the end of every segment, but it's something that I am doing and I also want to share it with you. So prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return. And next week, I'll continue as I discuss the 12th God-ordained foundation of civilization. So have a safe and productive week, everyone. Stay blessed. Love you.